In today's show, we're going to recap all 13 of the games from Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place for tasty and affordable food. It is a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you to you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So with 13 games on, we're not going to do Watfo or Elaboration or Trade Stuff or Ads and Drops. We did that on the Waiver Wire show earlier today. Um, we're just going to smash out some news and then get into those games. So let's look at news straight away. Good news for the Sixers. The thick hogsman, Tobias Harris, is questionable. So he's after his COVID diagnosis, he has been upgraded to questionable for Thursday's action. We don't know whether he'll play or not, but obviously that'll have an impact on George Niang, uh, Furkan Korkmaz, and anyone else who gets usage on that team because he will become the number one player with Embiid out. An update from Rick Carlisle on Tony Warren Jr. Looks like his return could be happening in January. We don't know when in January, but that's you know, two months away. And then when he comes back, there'll be a restriction. There'll be missed games. It's really hard to justify holding Warren in most cases, even if you have an injured spot and you need someone else to take that spot. I think he can be moved on from in a lot of spots. Um, Nicky Claxton's out for at least three more games. Not that he has gigantic fantasy value, but it is enabling guys like Millsap and Aldridge to get a little bit of a bump. I don't think it's having too much of an impact there. Kendrick Nunn, Frank Vogel said he's going to be out for a while. Oh, still, sorry, he said he's still a ways away. That's not ideal. Now, Nunn's not going to have much fantasy impact, you wouldn't expect. But his absence enables guys like Monk and Allington and Baysmore and Reeves for very deep leagues to get more rotation role when yeah, Reeves is back because Reeves had to miss today's game with that hamstring injury. And then Rui Hachimura still has no timeline. He's back with the team doing sort of some stuff, looking at playbooks and doing some weights, but not really fully participating. There's still no timeline. This guy's been out for two months for personal reasons. We hope everything's okay. But he had no training camp, no preseason, missed the first month of the season. And we still don't know when he's coming back. He's not, to me, a 12-team league, category league player. And he might not be a points league guy with all this stuff going on. Who knows how much he's actually going to play when he comes back or when he's going to get back to full minutes, and especially with guys like Kuzma playing pretty well in his, um, in his position at the moment. It is hard to get... I guess, too excited about what uh, Rui's prospects are for this season, given what's happened so far. All right, the first game of the day, the Brooklyn Nets, they pumped the Magic pretty comfortable in the end, 123-90. to um, James Harden only played 30 minutes, under 30 minutes, but encouragingly, 55% from the field. His usage was up. He had 17-11-11, triple-double, two steals. He's still the eighth-ranked player this year, guys, despite not shooting well or having low usage. I think he's still going to be a top five guy. Durant continues to be amazing. 30 points on 92% shooting. Oh my God. 
Two threes, awesome stuff. Like, just his season has been ridiculously good. Well, let's talk a little bit about LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he's got to be on a 12-team league roster. 21-8 and eight with three threes. 56% shooting. He's shooting like something 70% from mid-range. It is going to come down. He's going to be up and down. But he's a 106th-ranked player so far. He does have value. I would rather have him than, say, have a Joe Harris on this team or a Bruce Brown. It won't last this long. But I think at some point, they've got to realize that he needs like 26 a night versus Griffin versus Claxton and Millsap. So I think he's an ad. As for the Shark, he had three steals and a block. Baby shark, and that's fine to stream in for those categories, but it's not must roster. While Smoke and Joe Harris had nine points, all from three, he is not obviously a 12-team league guy. In fact, Jack Armstrong, let's do it. Get that garbage out of here! Uh, Paddy Mills had six points. If you're still holding Paddy Mills in a 12-team league, please move on. While Griffin had zero points in 19 minutes. For the magic, Mo Bamba. One, two, three, four, five. 29 minutes, 14 and nine, two blocks. Or sorry, two threes are still in a block. Okay numbers, nothing spectacular, but pretty good still. Or Franz Wagner. 10 points, seven rebounds, but six steals. That really helps his recent numbers. He's been, like, he's been all right. I would say in a 10-team league, Franz is probably not a must roster, but he is in a 12. Cole Anthony was due for some regression. He got it here. 10 points, 8 rebounds, 3 steals. But despite shooting poorly, bringing the rebounds and bringing the steals keeps that value up. Now, I know people are going to be frustrated with Jalen Suggs. I know that. 25 minutes, 7 points, 25% shooting. But as I've consistently said, you've got to give rookies time. Right? He, still, he took four threes. He missed all of them. The shooting percentages are rough. Five rebounds, four assists is okay. I will give it more weeks, probably until like week six or seven. If you don't have the stomach for that, just move on. It, it is totally fine. But this is what happens with rookie guards. They will often, often struggle early on, especially with their shot. And then they'll start to figure it out and they'll start to come good. It might, He might not come good, but I would like to give it a little bit of time. Like who are you adding off the wire that's anything more than a streamer that's worthwhile? I'm not sure it's there. Wendell Carter suffered an eye abrasion. That's why he played 18 minutes. He had nine and five, so don't panic too much about the low minutes. Terry Ross got hot, 17 points in 20 minutes, but that's just not something he's been doing very often at all. Well, Akiki had four and five in 23 minutes, and Truma is just a very deep league guy for now and a, a guy that we monitor. Interestingly, they're playing Gary Harris, who was slated to start opening night. Remember that? Uh, just 19 minutes for two points for Gaz, as uh, obviously they've... Um, uh, yeah, obviously his value has dropped a little bit in uh, in the coach's eyes after being, um, yeah, probably a little bit too high to begin the season. Guys, basketball season it's rolling. Well, we're going. Football season's in full swing, and the number one spot to place your bets is BetOnline.ag. So head to the new redesigned website or use your mobile device and sign up today, and you can get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's awesome, but only if you use our promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers that Bet Online has for this upcoming 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's go on to the second game of the day. A bit closer to this one. The Wizards beat the Cavs 97 94 in uh, Cleveland. Cleveland was up. Most of this game, unfortunately, they just couldn't get the victory, or unfortunately for them, they couldn't get the victory at the end. The table, Montrez Harrell. A couple of things to look at here. I think the free throw percentage is real. We talked about that on the elaboration segment yesterday. He went 8 of 8 again. 
He's never been above a 71% guy in his career, and he's at like 86 this season. I think there's going to be some drop down, but 80 is possible. He was also 67 from the field, but he only played 26 minutes. And that is probably the expectation. But 24 and 11 with two steals is ridiculously good. There is going to be some drop off, but he's the 10th ranked player over the last two weeks. The future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, had 22 points with six threes, a steal and a block. Good numbers. And with Rui Hachimura's return, who knows when that's coming. Kuzma has some value. But despite all this, he's still not a top 100 player this year. And there is going to be something pinching that off when Rui returns. Points leagues, absolutely. Category leagues, probably. But maybe it's going to drop off as we go. Beal struggled. Massive by low for Bealo. 13 points on 21% shooting with 7 rebounds and 7 assists. He's just been bad to start this year. He will be better. Well, Dinwiddie was on the Sal High show a couple of weeks ago, and he has dropped off. But getting 10 rebounds and 6 assists helps. The problem I've always had with Dinwiddie for category leagues is the lack of threes and the lack of steals, and we're seeing that rear its head. He did have 11 points on 11 shots. Gafford, not great from Gafford. I still think he is a hold, but in a 10-team league, you can do better. 4 points, 6 rebounds, 2 steals. Unfortunately, just 40%. Now, normally, we're expecting 70 to 80% from Gaff and some blocks, and he didn't bring that. He is the 123rd-ranked player this year. That's not particularly good. But I still think he is somewhat of a hold. While KCP had two steals and a block on 12% shooting. KCP has some value for 12s as a streamer. In points leagues, no. It's just deeper league stuff. No Colin Sexton. So we got Ricky Rubio playing only 28 minutes. Now, they don't know those things don't go together. But you got to factor in the fact that um, Isaac Okoro was back. So we didn't get the big minutes. But it doesn't really matter. Rubio still must roster. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. 7 of 8 from the line. That's great. Jared Allen played 38 minutes, 13 and 10, 2 steals, 2 blocks. There's a bit of sell high with Allen because the minutes are just so elevated with Mark and then Love out. And in this one, Evan Mobley was in foul trouble. So he played just 26 minutes. 19 and 7 for Mobley with a block and a 3. Was great, but the foul trouble got him. Darius Garland had 19 points and 4 assists. You know, he is a top 40 player over the last two weeks. And I think he's going to be really, really strong for the rest of this year. Well, Chetty Osman got the minutes, the Discman. 29 of them, but only 9 points with 2 steals. Didn't really take many shots. I think he's an interesting um, stream type option. But not probably a 12-team league guy. Isaac Okoro started. Do not worry about adding him in 12s or 14-team leagues. Two points, six rebounds. He just is not any sort of stat accumulator in my mind. Let's go on to the next game. Um, someone, about two minutes into the first quarter of this game, left a comment on the YouTube. I don't know if you're watching this, but if you are, hello. Said, um, I'm done. I'm done with Cade Cunningham. He's, I'm dropping him. I said, dude, he's played four games. Maybe wait a little bit. They beat the Pistons 112-104. Cunningham had 20 points with four threes, three assists, four rebounds, two steals, and a block. The efficiency is still not quite there, and he didn't take any free throws. That's pretty good. Like, just make sure that Cade is not on a waiver wire. It was also good from Jeremy Grant. 35 points, four threes, five rebounds, and three assists with two blocks. Hyper-efficient, very high usage. Unfortunately, they're really two of the only guys taking shots, along with the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, who had 16 and 9. Unfortunately, he was inefficient. I think he's a hold. Bay. I don't think his upside is high at all, but I think he's a hold. Well, Josh Jackson had 8-8 eight and eight in 19 minutes. Killian Hayes played 31, and that's great. Unfortunately, he did nothing. Four points, three assists. He's just a very much deeper league guy. But let's talk about what happens at the center position. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah, the flaming galah, Alf Stewart. So you look at this and you go, four points, 15 minutes, 21 fantasy points, shit house. 
He had um, five fouls during that time. He had eight boards. He had a steal and a block, and he was 67% from the field. Now, the fouls, some of that was stupid shit, for sure. But you're in a points league. He's the 91st-ranked player in a, in a Yahoo points league. You're not dropping him. Category league, he's 125th. It's not going well. But Kelly Olenek left with a knee injury, and we don't know how severe it looked. It didn't look great. And I don't know how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out, but it didn't look great. So I am definitely holding Isaiah Stewart. I'm holding Kelly Olenek too until we hear more information. 13 and 6, three threes, two steals, and a block in his 26 minutes. Um, I detailed this on the Waiver Wire show. Keep an eye on Saban Lee. Corey Joseph's trash. Frank Jackson's bad. I think at some point Lee's got to get some minutes. Not that it's going to have an impact in 12-team leagues most likely, but he's got to get some minutes. For the Rockets, Jalen Green played 38 minutes. He had 23 points on 20 shots with three threes and five rebounds. Good game from Greeno. I think he's a a must-roster player. Again, it's a rookie guard. It is going to take some time, and we saw it come good here. Christian Wood had 20 and 9 in uh, 37 minutes. So good to see the crucifix not pouting and taking some shots. He had three threes. He is still not a top 100 player this year because his free throws have been atrocious and they remain atrocious. While the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, 14 and 8, two steals and a block. He's really, really solid when he's on the court. Um, yeah, the return of Porter, not Porter, Jesus, the return of Gordon and House limits his upside somewhat, but he's still probably a 12 team league guy. As for Cousin Kev, if you drafted Kevin Porter, you were well aware that he is bad at free throws and he's bad with field goal percentage. And he has not let you down in that area because he has lived up to that low expectation of being bad. But the points, like for a points league, he's still like, what, 18, five and five, two threes are still on a block. That's pretty good. 57% from the line is rubbish. 36 from the field is rubbish. He's 147th in category leagues. But again, if you're punting those numbers, which you had to be looking at it some direction. You've got to still hold him, I think. I would not drop Kevin Porter. The usage is fine. The minutes are fine. There will be some improvement in those areas. I think Daniel Tice is fine as a 12-team league guy. Six and four with a steal and two blocks. He's not must roster by any means, but he's putting up some pretty good numbers, which can help you at least in the short term. And unfortunately, KJ Martin is a guy, look, and I said this on the Waiver Wire show earlier today as well, that we probably have to wait for an Eric Gordon trade. Because when these other guys come back, he's going to get squeezed. And he played just nine minutes. Now, I don't ever in my life need to see 19 minutes of Daniel House. I actually don't need to see 12 minutes of David Nwaba either. I just want those minutes to go to Martin. But unfortunately, Silas doesn't believe in that. We also got 30 minutes of Eric Gordon. So Martin is absolutely just a stash if you've got that luxury or a deeper league guy. I think at some point, we're going to see 25 minutes. But it's just not happening now. And with everyone healthy... Um, we saw the minutes drop out. Uh, Shengun was uh, ill in this game, so he did not play. That's why we're getting no Alperen Shengun action. The next one is the Raptors. They got smashed by the Boston Celtics, um, 88 to 104. Not great from uh, Toronto, but let's look at the positives. Scotty Barnes was great. 21.7 rebounds, four assists. He hit six, seven of eight from the line. That's great. 64% from the field. Awesome. His usage was higher than what it was in that first game with Siakam, up at 26%. Still just 32 minutes, though. He did have four fouls, so that's a part of it. But we've just got to watch what those minutes look like. 21-7-4, and they're triple zero, but hitting his shots is impressive. And now Siakam's going to be out tomorrow, so an elevation there. Van Vliet had 16-3-6 with three steals and a block. That's great. Well, Siakam, massive by low. People don't like Siakam in certain situations, and people who are impatient will look at this and go, eight and seven, my guy, what are you doing? He played only 30 minutes. He's still working his way back. He's going to be up and down, returning from that shoulder surgery. He had two steals. 
He's going to be up and down, but he'll be better than this. While Ananobi had 14, 5, and 4 with a steal and a block. But what about Scarves? OG. Balenciaga stop, ones. OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Um, look, he's fine. He's fine. Um, he's going to be up and down as well. I don't think we need to panic too much. We still need to see like full Siakam at a go to see how literally everybody gets affected. We just don't know that um, at this point. We don't know how it's all going to be impacted. The wiki, Chris Boucher, played seven minutes. You can stream him for Thursday with Siakam out, but otherwise there's no reason to have him in a 12-team league. Well, Gary Trent, no steals in the last two games. We know that they were keeping him afloat. And this is what I've always said with Gary. Oh, you told me Gary Trent was shit, Josh. I didn't, I didn't want him because you told me he was bad. I didn't expect him to come out averaging three and a half steals per game. And if you expected that, you are lying. That has been a massive surprise and it's been great. But my problem, and I have constantly said this, is if that goes away, there's no assists, there's low rebounds, he never gets to the line, he, his shooting can vary wildly, and then you get into trouble. 14 points, four rebounds, zero assists, zero steals is not particularly good. Under 20 fantasy points is not particularly good. We agree? He shot well, but with everyone coming back, he is getting squeezed a little bit. And without those steals, the numbers do drop. We're still holding him, but that is what you need to be aware of. The big sneeze, Precious Achua, 25 minutes, only three points, but three blocks is nice. He is like the cousin Kev of big men. He's just so inefficient from the field and the line. 25 from the field and 50 from the line. But an opportunity with no Birch and no Siakam for Thursday for bigger minutes for him. Watch Fima Hailuk in that mix-up as well. With 19 minutes, he had 10 points. He could get a larger role with Siakam out. On the Celtic side, good to see a big game from the Rock DJ. Rock DJ. Um... 16 and 13 for Robbie Williams. Two steals and a block, 73%. Awesome. Jason Tatum, unfortunately terrible field goal percentage, but 22, 12, and 7 with three threes is good. Hopefully he gets that back on track soon. Still might be a bit of a buy low. He's 103rd over the last two weeks, but 48 fantasy points here is great. And it's good to see Josh Richardson look more like what we used to expect from Josh Richardson. 33 minutes, 15 points, three steals, a block, and two threes. I'm not rushing to add him in 12-team leagues. But with Jalen Brown out, there is an opportunity for him to at least be somewhat of a streamer or 14-team league guy. Schroeder had 20 points in 34 minutes, while Marcus Smart, yeah, pretty well-rounded. 13, 3, and 6, three steals and a block. This is why I like Marcus Smart in fantasy leagues. Yes, the field goal percentage, I'm well aware of that. I know it's going to be terrible. Unfortunately, he was shit from the line in this one as well. But he just produces in multiple areas. Well, we knew that Al Horford wouldn't keep it up. He only played 24 minutes in the blowout. 10 and 5, a steal and a block. We knew the blocks would come down. We knew the rebounds would come down. Don't panic too much, but this was to be expected. We we understood that he was going to lose a level of production that he was putting up that was literally unsustainable. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. You all know where your local McDonald's is. You all know the memories of going there as a kid. Going there now, smashing their free Wi-Fi. Going there now to take your kids after their achievement after sport. You're on a drive. Car's packed. You go through the golden arches. Josh, can we go get some Maccas? Oh, I don't know, mate. Look, we've got to make some good time. Come on, Josh. Let us let us get some Maccas. And then deep down, you know you want some as well. So you pull in. What do you want? I'll have a quarter pounder. That sounds good. What do you have? I have a couple of cheesies. All right. Thanks, John. Um, Josh, what are you going to have? Oh, I don't know. Might have 40 nuggets. Cool. Let's smash it down. So... Go to find your local McDonald's and you can refuel and reconnect. It's a part of our lives. It's a part of our community. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. 
All right, let's love the next game. That is the Milwaukee Bucks on the road, beating the Knicks despite not having um, Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez. Embarrassing shit from the Knicks. 112-100, the Bucks win it. Let's talk positives. 38 minutes for Yanni, 15-15-8 with two blocks and a steal, and he was 75% from the line. Unfortunately, just 33% from the uh, field, which is very much un like A lot of people panicking on Drew Holiday. I've had multiple people, hey, uh, when can I drop Drew? The answer is never, and this is why. 18-2-6 with four threes, while Grayson Allen continues his strong play. One of the biggest sell highs you will ever find. 15 points, five threes. Because... Middleton is going to come back and take some of these numbers. And then DiVincenzo is going to come back. And not saying Allen can't maintain a top 130 number, but he probably can't maintain a top 75 number. So you've got to look for a sell on him. Bob Porter's disappointing from Punch Bob. Um, 17 and 5 with not much else and rough night from the line. But otherwise, you know, that's good scoring. And he is a must-roster 12-team league guy, especially with Brook Lopez. We're having no idea when he returns. Georgie Hill added five assists and two steals, so some good stream value. Not that you could really stream him today, but until Middleton comes back, Hill can be at least a short-term stream option. Well, for the Knicks, before we lose our mind about this, they just got smashed, so Tibbs benched the starters. That's it. They didn't play for like the last 15 minutes of this game. So Fournier had two points in 19 minutes. Walker played only 18 minutes. Hello. He had two points. Will you drop Kemba Walker? I think in a 10-team league, Walker and Fournier are droppable players. They are both outside the top 130 this year. I think they're droppable in 10 teams. In 12s, ask yourself the question, who am I adding? Is it Pat Connaughton? I should have mentioned him in the buck side. He had 23, 9, and 5 with 7 threes. But literally, he's so up and down that you can't rely upon that. And of course, it's because of guys being out. Like It depends who you're adding. If you want to drop him, again, I'm not telling you what to do. I would personally hold them in 12-team leagues, but I understand the frustration. It hasn't been good. Wasn't good from RJ Barrett either. Nine points on eight shots, while Julius Randle started out on fire. He had 11 points, I think, in the first quarter. Ended with 16 and five. Not a great night from him at all. He's outside the top 50 now, Randle, over the last two weeks. After that red-hot start, he's definitely coming back to the pack. And Mitch Robinson. I said in the uh, waiver wire show earlier today that he was droppable. Got some pushback on that. And what I, what I meant to say, and I hope this is what it came across, it was like, when I say someone's droppable, it's not you go out and drop them. It's like you look at what he's doing. He doesn't fit every team. And my definition is if I'm in a standard league and I see him on the waiver wire, I don't go, oh my God, the rest of my league has lost their mind. I must add Mitchell Robinson. I look at it and go, maybe, but maybe not. That to me means that you are just a fringe 12-team league guy. Robinson is the 132nd ranked player this year, despite going at 80 plus percent from the field. He's very much a specialist. Blocks field goals. That's it. And if you don't need them, you get nothing else. And he's going to hurt your free throws. Um, big game from Derek Rose. Again, that ties in with the starters sucking. 22 points, six threes, seven assists, three steals, and a block. Really good numbers from Rose, who can be a 12-team league guy. But again, he's not going to be a absolute must-roster sort of guy every night. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. But he's outplaying Kemba majority of the games. So if you want him, by all means, go and grab him, and um, you know we'll, we'll see where we'll see where this ends up going for uh, for Derek Rose. While quickly had 18 points in 27 minutes, and Toppin had 14 and six, but it was just a weird game with the bench getting the game, the, getting the Knicks back into it, and the starters like just absolutely sucking. The Mavericks and the Bulls. The Bulls win at 117-107. Luka Doncic, 20 and eight, 10 assists, four steals, and a block. That's all great. 
He, Kevin Portage of percentages, though, 33% from the field and 70 from the line on big volume. But it's good to see big steals from Doncic, which we don't get, and big assists, which we haven't really got this year. 56 fantasy points as well. While Kristaps Porzingis, percentages. 22 and 12. Not much else happening there. No blocks, but 32 minutes is massively encouraging. 37 fantasy points is great. 22 real-life points is awesome. And 12 boards. Brunson's a must roster. He had 12 and 7 assists, while Timmy Hardaway, 21 points and 5 threes. And Dwight Powell actually chimed in for 12 points, 2 threes, and 2 blocks. Powell is one of those elite streaming options. Finney Smith can't hit anything. He did have 3 steals and a block, so that's like Bruce Brown-type defensive stats streaming. Not much else to really talk about there with the Mavericks. Let's talk Bulls. Lonzo Ball. 21 points, all from three, seven, seven triples out of 10 attempts, six rebounds, six assists, and a steal. Again, I had people ask me, hey, should I drop Lonzo Ball? And I said, are you sure you're watching the same game as me? I didn't say that, but I thought that. He's the 44th ranked player this season. Got to have more patience. This is why you have Alex Crusoe as well, six steals. Now, 16 points on 86% is just a bonus, along with three threes. But the six steals is why you have him. If you don't need steals, then you probably don't have much use for him. It's Vucevic. 32 minutes, 18 and 10. One of the better Vooch games we've seen. The usage went up a bit. The efficiency went up. That was great. While with him going up, DeRozan went down. Now, DeRozan's usage was still high, so there's no need to panic. 17, 7 and 6, but 35 from the field is rough, especially when he's been getting by on huge efficiency numbers. He was always going to come down from being that top five guy that he was a couple of days ago. While Levine had 23, 3 and 3, pretty solid night from Zach. Um, Javante Green couldn't get anything going. Not a surprise there. And Derek Jones Jr. had no defensive stats. And the only reason you'd want Derek Jones Jr. on your fantasy team is to get defensive stats. Unfortunately, he didn't bring you that. The Oklahoma City... Oh, that was the wrong button. That's disappointing. Let's go again. Yeah, that looks better. The Thunder. They beat the Pelicans on the road. The Pelicans are an absolute disaster at this point. I know there's no Brandon Ingram. Who knows when he's returning? I know there's no Zion. Who knows when he's returning? But shit looks rough. Let's go positive. Let's talk Thunder first. Where's my thing? No, my son is also named Bort. Big game from Lou Dort. 27 points on 62%. Of course, that is unrealistic. He is a 12-team league um, points league player, and he's absolutely a 12-team streaming option for category leagues. I don't think he's must-roster in category leagues, but that sort of value is really good, obviously. Shea had 24, 7, and 5, a steal, two blocks. His rough start to the season's here in the rearview mirror. While Joshy Giddy had 7 and 12 with 9 assists and a steal. Rough field goal percentage from Giddy, but filling it up in other areas, must roster player. While Baisley, who'd been playing a little bit better, eh, it was all right, 14 and 7. That's not anything particularly exciting. Remains a points league guy with like 14 team category value. Unfortunately, Joe Rogan experienced move to the bench. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he had two points in 11 minutes while Favors had nine and six in the starting role. Until Robinson Earl can secure a consistent 25-minute role, he's just going to be left to be a streamer or a very, very deep league player. While uh, the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon, he was taken out of the rotation and Trey Mann played 14 minutes. Now, not much to look at there. Oh, by the way, if you're holding on to Pokyshevsky in 14-team leagues or 12, I think you can Jack Armstrong him. Guys, this is why we hold on to Nikhil Alexander-Walker. 34 minutes, 33 and 10, four threes, two steals and a block. We know he is going to take a lot of shots and he's going to miss a lot of them, but some nights it'll be good. You've got to hold him. Valanchunas was also really, really good. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. 25 and 15. And Herbalicious Jones, 32 minutes off the bench, 
Four and six, two steals and a block. And four assists. A nice 16-team league sort of player with that defensive upside. While Graham had 18 points on 39%. And Garrett Temple started, I don't know why, three points with five assists and two steals. I imagine that Herb Jones takes that spot next game. While Josh Hart was ejected after 15 minutes for four points. As soon as Ingram's back, I wouldn't bother holding Hart, but I probably would still hold him for now. Not much else happening. Jackson Hayes had five points, but he had two blocks. Hayes is a name to watch if, say, Valanchunas does get hurt. And I think Hayes could have 12-team value in that sort of situation. But yeah, we're obviously not at that position yet. The Hornets and the Grizzlies. The Hornets get the win on the road, 118-108. Kelly Oubre was a monster. Absolute monster. 37 minutes, no, 31 minutes, 37 points, 7 triples, 5 rebounds, and 2 steals. Of course, this does not push him inside the top 150 for the year because he's been bad. This is great. I wouldn't look at him as a priority, absolute must roster 12-team league guy. Haywood was good, 25-5-5, while Lamello had 12-9-8 with two steals. And Bridges, maybe maybe a buy low for Bridges? The efficiency's fallen way off. 10 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block on 27%. The shooting numbers will come back up, but he's still providing rebounds and assists and steals and blocks. Mason Plumley, 5 assists and 2 blocks is useful for that sort of build that you're looking for. He can help teams, but he's not must roster. While it was a stinker from Rogier after a really good game last time out. 11 points in 27 minutes with 5 assists and 2 steals on 29%. We worried about the field goal percentage for him. It has been a struggle, and he's the 150th ranked player this year. I would still prioritize him over Ubre pretty clearly, but I would not expect him to do what he did last year. Nick Richards in deeper leagues with PJ out. Good block streamer. And Cody Martin's a steel streamer, but do not look at him as a 12-team league must-roster guy. For the Grizzlies, we wanted some questions answered. I don't think we got them answered. We got the question answered that Ja Morant put up a big game, 58 fantasy points, 32-7-8 with three steals. Great from the line. The three steals are awesome. And Jaron Jackson, 19-6, three threes and two blocks. Is, that's great as well. But the return of Dylan Brooks did not... Like we, don't get, we don't have any clear answer here. So let's get a couple of things straight. Do you drop Desmond Bain? No. Do you drop DeAnthony Melton? No. What? It's for 12 10 leagues. In 10 10 leagues, I think they're probably on the fringe. And what do you do with Dylan Brooks? Brooks played 26 minutes. He had, as is the want of Dylan Brooks, high usage, 27%. He was also a negative nine. He had 20 points with four threes, six assists, and two steals. And that's undeniably a very, very good performance. He's a points league must roster player, no question about it. And in category leagues, I'm not convinced that he is going to be like a top 100 guy, but if you want him, by all means. But let's look at a couple of things. Melton played 32 minutes. Yes, he shot 27%, but eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. He can contribute in multiple areas. All right, we're holding him. Because I'll tell you why, Desmond Bain played under 21 minutes and fouled out. So we don't know if Desmond Bain is going to play 21 minutes a night or if Melton's going to play 32 or if Brooks is going to play 26 because Bain was in foul trouble immediately. Now, the line is absolutely shithouse. There's no denying that. Two points on 10% shooting is a dreadful game. One rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks is shocking. But what if next game he has 18 points with four threes and plays 31 minutes? Don't drop him yet. We have absolutely no idea how this rotation is going to go. Brandon Clark... Um, yeah, two points in 12 minutes, not a 12-team league guy. While Kyle Anderson, 12 and 7 for him. Yeah, solid enough. And Steven Adams had 9 and 13 in 28. I think the Clark, Adams, Anderson mix is going to make them all pretty tough to have as must-roster 12-team league guys, and they'll sort of be in and out of lineups the majority of the time. 
We had Johnny Conchar getting the minutes over Zaire Williams. He had three steals and a block, but that's really only impacting deeper leagues. But don't overreact to Bain or Melton in this game, or even Brooks, because we just don't know. That Bain foul trouble threw everything out of whack, and then no one could shoot, apparently, apart from Dylan Brooks. So don't overreact to that too much. The Kings, they got smacked by the Spurs, 136-117. But in good news, Darren Fox... 37 points, 6 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks. This is why I hope you bought low. 56 fantasy points. He's now back inside the top 100 after being 180th about a week ago. Will he get back to being inside the top 50? Maybe. This is a great start. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Only 9 points on 8 shots, but 2 steals, a block, and 7 rebounds. We knew the shooting was going to cool off. But otherwise, not bad. Chimezi Metu looked great. I'd add him in 16-team leagues. 13-6 and six with three threes and assists. Don't be surprised if Metu gets a start over Harkless coming up soon. I don't really know how to explain what the hell is going on with Rashawn Holmes, to be honest. He didn't play particularly well. But under no circumstance do I need to see both Alex Lennon and Tristan Thompson play. Holmes had 6-12, and 12, but only 19 minutes. It could be a buy low as his managers panic but I don't fully understand what Walton's doing there. Len had eight points in 15 minutes and Thompson played six. Shocking from Bud Heald, 12 points on 36% when your job is to be a shooter and you can't, well, not when you can't shoot, when you struggle to shoot, it's not a good night. While Harkless had seven points and we had 22 minutes of Jemias Ramsey for seven points, which is, I guess, the opposite of cool. Davion Mitchell had 13 points in 26 minutes with six assists. Again, just produces in little bits and pieces, but the whole package isn't there. And he's only a streamer and more for 14 and probably more realistically, 16 team leagues. I misspoke. I said they played three centers. They actually went with four centers because whenever you can do things as dumb as possible, you've got to do it. Um, two points for Damian Jones in eight minutes. For the Spurs, DeJounte Murray, excellent. 26, six and seven with two steals and two threes. That is great stuff from Murray. He has been amazingly good. Devin Vassell, 15 points, five threes in 25 minutes. I'd like more minutes, but I think he's a 12 team hold. Thad Young's a 12-team league guy, 17-5-8 with a steal and a block. Now, so much of this is because Pirtle is out, but we don't know when he's back, and we don't know what it's going to look like when he does come back. Well, Eubanks is a great stream as well, 18-6 and six in 24 minutes. A couple of things. This is probably the most inverse Keldon Johnson line I've ever seen. 12 rebounds is great. Four assists for him is excellent. Three steals is amazing. A block is awesome, and then he has eight points on 25% free throws. I still don't think that he's absolutely a must-roster 12-team league guy, but it's good to see some other things coming that aren't scoring. In a points league, absolute must-roster. McDermott had 17 points with four threes. But let's talk about Derek White. Maximum Derek. Because I'm sure you all want to put troll comments down in YouTube or tweet at me bullshit about him. It was bad. There is no denying that, especially when you start by looking at the fact that he had two points on 17% shooting. That's really bad. Six assists, two steals, and a block is actually good. And that's pretty much what you expect from him. The unfortunate part is he just has not been able to hit shots at all. He is at 31% from three and just 43% from two. Two years ago, he was 52% from two. He was at 48 last year. So while it is bad, he's still the 103rd ranked player, right? Which is not a complete disaster. Um, But, you know how long do we give it for this shooting percentage to improve? Maybe he just is not an efficient shooter anymore. He was, 
Maybe he just isn't anymore. That is, that's a definite possibility, right? Um, I'm still holding because he contributes in multiple areas, but it hasn't been good at all. Lonnie Walker had 15 points. He doesn't do enough outside of scoring for me to be caring for him outside of, say, 14 or 16 team leagues. On to the next game, the 10th game of a massive day. The Indiana Pacers lose against the Denver Nuggets without big chungus Nikola Jokic. DeMontis Sabonis, really encouraging after a couple of poor games, 20 and 19, but only two assists. His assist numbers are well down. He had a triple one, and it's a good game. While Brogdon had 25, 3 and 5, three steals and a block. Awesome to have him back. 35 minutes after his illness, great numbers right across the board. I'd always be looking to sell high on Brogdon whenever I can. Miles Turner, 31 minutes, six blocks, 13 points, eight rebounds, two threes. Continues the great shooting and the good shot blocking. Awesome. While without Karis LeVert, TJ McConnell got the minutes. 16-3-9 with a block. That's awesome from TJ. Probably want to hold him with LeVert dealing with his back problem. Um, things are catching up to Chris Duarte pretty quickly. Six points in 21 minutes. 22% shooting. I will maintain that when TJ Warren returns, Duarte will not have value. In fact, I think when we finally get LeVert and Brogdon rolling, I'm not sure Duarte is going to remain a 12-team league guy. I'm holding him, but I'm not convinced he's going to remain that guy. It was pretty rough from him today. Torrey Craig had five points in 22 minutes. They should have been able to beat this Nuggets team, but they could not because Farton Will Barton is goaded. 30 points, six triples, six rebounds, two steals. Obviously an absolute must-roster player. Even Zeke Naji went bananas here. 20 minutes, 19 points, five rebounds. And that's in large part because uh, Jokic is out. So don't overreact to that. This big stiffy, Bones Highland, 12 points, four assists, two threes. I thought he looked good. I think he's going to command 25 minutes a night at some point in the future. He's a nice deep league ad, and he's a watch in 12s. Jeff Green had 12 points, and Jermichael Green had two points. It was Naji. He's the real beneficiary of Porter and um, Jokic being out. Aaron Gordon just cannot get anything rolling. Eight points on 20%. I, I do not think that he is must roster in 12-team leagues. That does not mean he can't be on a roster. But I think if you need to clear space to stream, I don't think you're losing a huge amount by moving on from Aaron Gordon, to be honest. Like, what are you missing out on? The 120th at best? Yeah, at best. Best player. Like, that's not good. He struggled again with his shot. Did not provide really very much to us here at all. The Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. The Suns win at 119-109. Let's talk Lillard. Great efficiency. He's looking much better of late, which is awesome. 28, 7, and 7. We're still worried about the abdominal thing, but that's good numbers. And Christian James McCollum, we'd worried about how trash his efficiency had been, but 18, 4, and 7 is good. And finally, a big Larry Nance game. We've got to get one of them, I guess. 13 and 5 in 27 minutes. No, I'm not rushing to add him, but I'll keep an eye on it. 19 minutes for Yusuf Nurkic. Chauncey Billups, you're annoying. Now, he did have 5,000. That's part of it. But he still wouldn't have been playing 28 minutes without the fouls, I don't think. Eight and six there. We're still holding Nurk, obviously. But the minutes continue to frustrate. Well, Covington only played 23 minutes. So the low minutes from Nurkic and Covington enabled Nance to play more. Norman Powell had 23 points, empty otherwise. But as long as he's scoring, there is value in him. While Little had eight and seven in 22 minutes. He's a very solid, like, 14 to 16 team league player. Anthony Simons. I reckon we can Jack Armstrong him out of 12 teamers. Get that garbage out! Two points on 11%. If the shot doesn't go in, he gives you nothing. Frank, the tank, Kaminsky. 31 points, career high in 32 minutes. As long as Aiton is out, Kaminsky's a 12-team league guy. Chris Paul had 21, 4, and 7. 
Crowder had 12 and 5 with three steals and two threes. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Well, Booker, keeping the assists rolling, which is huge. Now, 12 points is bad, but eight rebounds and six assists is good. And even Mikhail Bridges bringing in the six assists is encouraging. Cameron Johnson, another fart of a game. Six points with two threes, and Cameron Payne couldn't continue his run. Nine points in 16 minutes for campaign. But overall, a big win for the Suns, led by, as you would all expect, Frank Kaminsky. All right, let's get on to the next game. The Minnesota Timberwolves traveled to take on the Golden State Warriors. They go down in the end, uh, 110-123. Edwards was massive, 46 points with seven triples, five rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Just an absolutely huge performance. We've been waiting for a real blow-up performance from Edwards. He shot 59%. Huge usage, only 70 from the line, um, but this is great. It's great to see him you know, really blow up here with uh, so I have, uh, 48 points. Sorry, he had in this one. Towns was pretty good as well, 17, 12, and 4 with five threes. Unfortunately, he was really inefficient, but it was the second solid game in a row for D'Angelo Russell. 18 points, four threes, seven assists, and a block, and played big minutes, and did it next to big minutes from Patrick Beverly, who played 35. Five points only for Bev, but six rebounds and seven assists. His assist rate is way up at the moment, Beverly, and I do believe he's a must-roster 12-teamer. You can drop Jaden McDaniels if you're holding him in 12-team leagues. He did have foul trouble here, but he's producing nothing. And then Malik Beasley had two points in 22 minutes. It was great to have him while Be- uh, while Russell was out, but Russell's back. Beasley's back to a nothing roll. You can drop him. They played a lot of Naz Reed next to Carl Towns. 25 minutes, in fact, of Reed. 16 and 7. That's very interesting. That is a huge watch situation. It's a 14-team league ad, probably, and a 12-team watch. While Vanderbilt had two steals, two blocks, and six rebounds in 18 minutes. So the whole Vanderbilt, Reed, McDaniels, um, Akogi, Prince, who was out of the rotation here, it's all going to be all over the shop. So you just watch that and stream them when necessary. For the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins went bananas. He'd been bad before this game. 35 points, three threes, two steals, 74%. Huge usage. Great revenge game from Wigo. Curry had 25, 5, and 6, and Looney. 29 minutes from Kevon Looney. What's going on? 11 and 17 with two steals and a block. Don't read into that. It's good, though. Draymond had to leave with a thigh bruise. Didn't return. 7 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. So it was the makings of a good Draymond Green game. And in fact, he was 7 of 8 from the line, which is encouraging considering how bad he's been from there this season. And Jordan Poole struggled, but he played 37 minutes, and I think that's important. 14 points on 29%. Five rebounds, two assists. There was no Damian Lee, so I guess that helps with the extra minutes. Well, Otto Porter had 10 points in 14 minutes. And uh, the mitten Gary Payton, people added him in a lot of 12-team leagues. You do not need to do that. Seven points in 16 minutes. You can please, please drop him out of 12-team leagues. I just don't see the purpose of holding him in one of those situations. All right, so let's go on to the last game of the night. The Miami Heat and the Lakers. The game goes to overtime. The Heat win it. Oh, sorry, not the Heat win it. The Lakers win it, 121-17. Bam Adebayo fouled out, but was great. 34 minutes, 28-10-4 with six steals. His field goal percentage has been low this year, but the free throws were great, 10 of 11, while Lowry played 47 minutes, had 18-7 and and 11 assists. Jimmy Butler played the entire first quarter and then hurt his ankle and never returned. We have to wait for an update to see how serious that is. That's obviously going to boost Lowry and Hero. Guys like Tucker, and then maybe off the bench, a Caleb Barton or a Gabe Vincent. Not to say they'll be 12-team league guys, because they probably won't. Hero had 27 points with five threes, and Tucker had a double-double. 10 and 13 in his 38, and the spur dunk Robinson. You don't get these games with Robinson much. Three threes, but three steals, a block, and six rebounds. He also shot 25% 
and is only a streamer, not a must-roster player. For the Lakers, Westbrook, outside of a weird three-point attempt at the end of regulation, not bad. 25-12 and 14, three threes, a steal, and two blocks. Hit his free throws as well. Can't ask for much more from Malik Monk, who had 27 points, four threes, and six rebounds. But when you look at the injury report, yeah, he's going to get these games occasionally, and he's just not going to do it most of the time. While Davis had 24 and 13, and Avery Bradley played 39 minutes. Wow. 17 points with five threes. About time Carmelo Anthony cooled off just the 12 points on 12 shots with uh, not much else. This was always going to happen with Melo. He's fine to have in 12-team leagues, but it's not necessarily going to last. While the Duke Wayne Ellington, if you're looking for three-point streaming, four threes in uh, in 22 minutes for 12 points. DeAndre Jordan should never play for this team, and once they get healthy players back, he won't. While Dwight Howard fouled out in 11 minutes, and I'm really worried for where Kent Bazemore fits when everyone comes back. He has been quite poor. I think, for most of this season, and I'm not sure he's going to have a ton of value. All right, are you ready? I know you guys love it for some reason, whatever reason. The monstrous line of the night was Russell Westbrook. The waiver wire line of the night was Frank the Tank Kaminsky. He's a short-term ad for sure. The young gun of the night was Anthony Edwards. And the dud of the night was Desmond Bain. Let's look at the top 10 players in nine category leagues today. Um, Westbrook actually jumped ahead to number one because I did this just at the end of overtime, uh, before overtime started. So Westbrook's at one. Ubre, Edwards, Fox, Morant, Adebayo, Sabonis, Kaminsky, Alexander Walker, and Harrell. If we look at the guys rostered in under 50% of leagues, Frank Kaminsky, he's a great short-term ad. Uh, Pat Connaughton, he's an okay streamer. Lou Dort, yeah, interesting streamer. Malik Monk, no. Quickly, no. Looney, maybe if uh, Draymond's out, but there's 11 games Friday, so probably not. Obi Toppin, no. Avery Bradley, no. Josh Richardson, short-term 14-team league guy, yeah, sure. And Crowder, always an elite streamer. And then we go to the points leagues, top 10. Edwards, Westbrook, Alexander Walker, Morant, Fox, Doncic, Adebayo, Valanchunas, Antetokounmpo, and Jeremy Grant. It was a monster. We're done. I'm going to go have a beer. Guys, we are done here. Just subscribe. You know what to do. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah.